Well, hey, all you listeners, it's Maylee Thomas, and it's time for Texas Homegrown Music. My guest today is Ellie Turner, and what a beautiful soul she is. Precious young woman, and she's a beautiful singer-songwriter. Folk music that I love, and I, as soon as I heard this music, I thought I've got to have her on the show. She's got a message that speaks life and love and hope. So a world right now that, frankly, is, is feeling a lot of sorrow. I see it all the time. So I think you're going to love this music. I hope you do. I certainly do. I don't want to take up any more time. I'm going to play a song called Here because I think it kind of works right along with the style of music that she's got for you today off of her new record coming out, When the Trouble's All Done. And so be sure to be on the lookout for that. But right now, I'm going to sing a song called Here. And when I come back, I'll be with Ellie Turner. Sure, I picture for me. I saw myself a scientist searching for the cure, an artist painting barefoot on a distant shore.
everybody. We're back, and it's uh, mainly Thomas here with Texas Homegrown Music. And my guest today is Ellie Turner. And I've been listening to her music the last couple of weeks and just really been so moved by the pureness of her voice. And i got to say, I'm really excited about having you here today, Ellie. I'm I'm kind of a little starstruck, and it sounds funny because I meet so many people. But Ellie, after hearing your voice... I mean, this was definitely something you needed to pursue. And I know that it's been a journey for you. I I read a little bit about how you haven't always thought this was what you were going to be doing. You you did some other things. So because I've read it, but nobody else that's listening has, give me a little, um, give me a little, you know, I don't know, a little pitch on how you got to where you are the journey that it took you to get to where you are. And I know I'm, you're coming to me from Nashville by way of Dallas, of course. So I'm going to claim you. You're a Texas homegrown girl for sure. Um, we'll let we'll let Nashville snatch you for a little while, but only to help you catapult, only to help catapult your career. But um, let's let's tell our listeners about Ellie Turner and what it's this this whole journey behind you being this beautiful singer songwriter. Thank you, Maylee. Um, yeah, sure. It. I'm happy to speak to that. It has certainly been a winding road. Um, yeah, not straightforward in any way, but um, I am a firm believer that everything happens in the exact time that it needs to. Um, so I kind of just don't question how I got here. I'm glad I got here the way I did. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I ended up finding music pretty late in life. Um, The majority of my upbringing, I was a visual artist, um, thought that that is what I would do with my life, thought that is um, the art I wanted to to make forever, really. Um, And it wasn't until I was probably 18 or 19 that I actually, you know, sang in front of a stranger for the first time. Uh, yeah, didn't pick up a guitar till I was 19, I think, um, much. So was that in college? I think I read that you went to school in Arkansas. That's right. I went to school in Arkansas, uh, which was, that decision was very much made on a whim. It was a swerve. I was going to go to art school, uh, in Savannah and something last minute kind of told me that that was not where I needed to be. And so. I ended up in Arkansas of all places. And uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's where I really kind of started um, falling in love with folk music. Um, there would be these like, I remember these like weekly um, kind of like old time fiddle jams that would happen uh, pretty close to where I was living. And uh I wouldn't miss a week. I would just go and I would listen to these players. And I don't know if you're familiar with um, Willie Carlisle. He's a great folk artist, but he was uh, he was in those fiddle jams. You know, before anybody knew who Willie was, he was there. And I I would just watch, you know, what he was doing. And I uh, it just felt um, really correct, at, like, in my spirit. I, I knew there was something in it that I was drawn to, but I didn't really totally know what to do with that. It was like, um, 
you know, I had always been a visual artist and suddenly this like new, new kind of medium in a way was presented to me. And I like, I wanted to, to use it and experience it. And, um, I, I grew up in a pretty musical family. So I, I knew that I, I knew that I could sing. That was something that I always did. It just, it never occurred to me that like it was some, to pursue it. It, it never, yeah, <laughs> it was never a thought just because it was always there. It was always around. It wasn't anything like that stood out to me just because I did it without thinking kind of, you know? Right. Um, but I think as I felt this like urge and call to make and create, I found that the medium in which I wanted to do that really started changing for me um, around that time. Well, um, and I, I, I know that you grew up in the, in the Dallas area and, um, you know, of course, I'm, I'm not saying that there's not um, readily folk music around everywhere, but it's probably not something that you were just hearing all the time, certainly not in our in the live music scene. Um, so you actually found what, what kind of music did you listen to when you were growing up and what inspired you when you know when you were listening to music? Because you mm. sounds like you were around music a lot if you sang early on. Yeah, music was always around. I mean, I, I remember my, my dad would come home from work and he would like, you know, there's sort of that, like there'd be that interim time before dinner and he would pick up his guitar and he would just play uh, like a bunch of James Taylor songs. And I remember like, I'd either be in my room or, you know, maybe across the hall and just in another space, but I just like that memory of like hearing him play and sing and I would maybe be singing to myself from another room, harmonizing, just like soaking it up. Like that was just, I, that just feels real like, um, like a very integral thread to like our, our home. Um, and like what, what made it. Um, so yeah, music was, was always there. Um, so your dad was a musician or was it just something that he liked to do? He, yeah, he was when he was much younger and it just remained something that he loved to do in his life. Um, I think that's certainly, you know, where, where I get that from. My sister's very musical as well. Um, okay. So just being around it, uh, it kind of becomes a part of you. And I think when something is, just part of your makeup it's it's almost harder to pay attention to in a weird way you know well so um so it must be it must make your dad feel really good to know that you pursued this um especially since you know he was instigated in in helping get you interested in it just just by playing music did did you um did you pick up guitar and start playing with him was that something that you ever ever were able to do yeah Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. He like, you know, he kind of showed me like the first, you know, chords I ever learned. And, uh, he, you know, got me my first guitar uh, for my birthday. I think it was like my 19th birthday, which truly is insane. Like, you know, I was like an adult at that point. Um, just, you know, starting to pursue this new like love and passion. Um, 
you know, it's never, there's never a wrong time to pick up the guitar, by the way. Um, you know, and I'll have to, I have to say this because we have a, my husband and I have a school here in McKinney, um, that we, where we, there, we've got 19 teachers that teach guitar. And we, I tell people all the time, adults all the time that tell me they always wanted to learn to play guitar. I say there's, it's never, it's never too late or a wrong time to pick up and learn an instrument. My husband didn't pick up guitar until he was in college and he's awesome. a, he's an incredible guitar player. But, um, and you know, you can remember as a kid or you hear stories from kids that their parents might've forced them into playing music and they, they never really st- stuck with it. Mm-hmm. So if it's something that you desire, you're going to really stick with it more anyway. Um, and at 19, you had this fire in you that decided, hey, I really want to pick up this guitar and play after hearing these people in in, in, in Arkansas, right? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And I think really it was like I knew that I needed something to um, accompany my voice. Like I think I understood that my voice was my main instrument. Um, I felt called to use it. Didn't know how but I just knew that I needed to use it in some way. And I was like, well, you know, a guitar would probably pair pretty well with this. Maybe I'll learn guitar. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, and it's a lot easier to pull, to, to take around than a piano. Um, I can tell you that just from personal experience. Um, but I, you know, I never really, I play a little bit of guitar and when I say little, I mean very little, but, um, I'm around so many proficient players. That's probably why I don't even try because (laughs) I'm around these guys that are just so great. And at my age, I'm like, Oh, it would take another lifetime (laughs) to get to where I would like to be. So I don't, I don't do it. Well, um, I know that, um, you're, you're going to be releasing your first full-length uh, record here in a couple of months. I think um, maybe uh, by the end of April, I think we can expect that. Um, but you've got some singles that you've released, and that's what we're going to um, listen to today. The first one that I want to play is called the I Love You song. And um, I, obviously, you've been in love. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I certainly have. <laughs> <laughs> Are you still in love with this with this person or this whatever the you know the 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 impetus to the song? No, you know what this this song actually it is certainly a love song, but it actually is is kind of more than that to me. Um, that song was almost really about like in a way like learning to just like love life again. Um, I I wrote that. Um, maybe a month into the initial pandemic shutdown. And um, it was so that, you know, back in um, 2020, I guess it would have been. Um, And I remember like life was just, it was strange and it felt dark and it felt um, scary. And I would get up and I um, would just walk. I would go on these walks for like, hours at a time and um everything just felt really heavy I just felt uh, just sad all the time honestly and I remember one day you know that it would have been probably April and you know there's these cherry blossoms all over my neighborhood that were blooming and just leaving these puddles of flowers all over the ground in the midst of our neighborhood that had also just gotten devastated by a tornado 
that came through Nashville at that time. And it was like this crazy moment of like, okay, everything is like, (laughs) everything is so broken. And yet there are like these flowers blooming and like we still have beautiful sunny days and somehow like life remains there is like life to be had even in the darkness and I think I remember I was just out walking and I thought Ellie I like there is there is just so much to still celebrate in, in life and um I had been writing a lot of sad songs at that time, and I was like, I need to write. <laughs> I'm just going to write a happy love song if it's the last Something hopeful and, and so, good yes. and up and, yeah. Oh, yes, so it is. Well, you did it because this song is precious, and I also want to encourage people to go and listen, I mean, go watch the video because it's oh. a really cute video that you have. That, I don't know who did the oh. um the. Yes. You, you know, the, the uh, imagery, but yes. the, it's almost like they drew all these beautiful, picturesque, cartoonish looking images. And it's just, uh, it's lovely. I, I think it's lovely. And, and I, I think a lot of people are going to really dig this song because it makes you feel good about oh. life again. And I, I agree with you on when you look around um, in the pain of a moment that we don't forget that there's some collateral beauty always if we'll just be open to it. Always. And so um, that that's that's definitely what, I, what it reminded me of when you were telling me about um, walking around and feeling that heaviness, but looking at all the beauty around. So Absolutely. I'm a big believer in that. And I always try to tell people, you know, in the midst of every sorrow, you can, if you look around, you can find some beauty as well. So, well, we're going to play the song, the I Love You song by Ellie Turner. It's a beautiful little song. When we come back, we're going to talk about this new album that you've got coming out and uh, how you, the process that you went through to get that done. And and now you're listening to Texas Homegrown Music right here with Maylee Thomas and my guest Ellie Turner in this beautiful song, the I Love You song. And we'll be right back. So hard 
So now we're back with Ellie Turner, and you've heard this beautiful voice that she has. You know, um, Ellie, I definitely know that um, you're geared towards kind of that folk sound, but at the same time, um, I, you know, I grew up on this in the seventies and I listened to a lot of, uh, Ricky Lee Jones and, you know, and of course you talked about your dad playing James Taylor and, uh, my first record was JT and, you know, James Taylor. And I can remember getting it with my own money. And I thought that was just so incredible that I actually was able to go purchase my own music because I always had to listen to everything my parents played. And at that yeah. time it was Herb Albert and the Tijuana Brass and, um, <laughs> My dad liked big bands, and, you know, so I was kind of turning him on to stuff. My mom was more of a hippie, and she liked the stuff that I liked. So we had a lot of music in my household when I was young, and clearly you did as well. But what, um, you know, what what is it that drew you to that kind of music? Do you think it was the message? Do you think it was being able to be so um, poignant about the storytelling? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think that... um what I think what I have always craved and what I was really craving um, during the time in which uh, this record was made, um, I've always just wanted whatever a thing is, I want that thing to be stripped down to like its bare bones, just to the essence of whatever it is. Um, Any like sort of excess or fluff, I've like always craved that to be just removed and just um yeah. I don't know I think I just am drawn to really honest reflections of um and whatever kind of art you know um if art is honest well so you 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 had um the producer Jack Snyder yeah. How did you, what what made you go with Jack? And I noticed that I was reading in some liner notes that uh, you guys decided very early on that you wanted this to be vocals, a stand-up bass, and a guitar, or what, you know, pretty much what, what we're listening to. Tell me, tell me about that process. Absolutely. So, um, yes, Jack Schneider, a dear friend, collaborator of mine, produced this album. And leading up to the point when you know, we kind of realized an album was being written. Um, We were just playing a bunch together. We were collaborating, playing together. Um, Again, uh, this was at the very beginning of uh, the pandemic shutdown. So, you know, everybody was kind of living in these smaller, you know, pods of people, if you remember. And um, so we just, you know, we were playing together all the time. And I think just felt like we had um, just discovered a really, um, what felt like to us, a special sound, a special sort of um, combination of elements that we both brought to the table. Um, And I think as I was thinking about the next project I wanted to make, again, I wanted it to be just as raw as possible I wanted it to sound like I was you know in somebody's living room and there was a guitar in the corner and you know it's handed to you and you just play a song for whoever's in that room that felt really important to me and um I think with that these songs this album 
it really it it was more about like capturing little moments in time for me I think during that time I was understanding more and more the moments in life where time kind of stands still and time kind of stops and I think you get glimpses of maybe like the world in which we were made for um I I I believe you know I'm like a person and I live within the constraints of time right on this here on earth but I can't help but believe that you know there's a part of me you know we I believe all have a spirit and I think that um maybe it's meant for something else and those moments in life where time stops I think you get to see that a little bit and feel that a little bit and um, I, I you know I'm gonna I'm gonna say that you know the pandemic was horrific and it was a horrible thing for us to to try to navigate through but at the same time again there was some beauty that came out of it now I know families lost loved ones and I and we went through it we had friends that that we lost to this horrific disease but what it did for me is it forced us to stop and realize how little we really need and you know how we get so caught up in that rat race of trying to achieve and to make a mark and you know to be something to and when the reality is sometimes you just need to be and you just need to to be comfortable in your own skin and realize that there's people that lived right next door that you never even knew. And there's people down the street that you didn't even know anything about them because you're so busy and caught up. And we got to know those people because we were forced to be home Mm -hmm. and forced to be um, stripped down to just the very nitty gritty of what it takes to survive every day. And all of us were questioning What's going on in the world? Mm. What what is this? How is how does something like this stop the whole world? And that's what made it so interesting for me. It wasn't just us in our neighborhood or in our city or in our state or in our country. This was something that overtook people all over the world and we got stripped down to understanding that we're really all the same. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Um you, we we got to really get to the bottom of yeah, we're everybody lives in worlds of, of different, you know, desires. But the reality is, we're really all the same. We're just all trying to figure it out. Yes. We're all trying to figure out what is our purpose of being here, and the connectivity that took place during that time. I think was something that we'll look back on and be grateful for. At least that's that's my take on it. I I got to be around my husband more than I've ever been in my life. And of course, he'll tell you there were moments where it was like really. <laughs> I mean, I, can I please have a break? Yeah, right. <laughs> but, but you know, I don't know where you were. So you were in Nashville during the pandemic? I was. I was in Nashville. Um, that's right. And, um, yeah, we, uh, yeah, a tornado had just come through Nashville. And then it was, I think, exactly a week later that the initial shutdown was declared. And uh, we were, I was living in a temporary home at that point because the home I was in prior was, um, yeah, impacted by the tornado. So we, you know, we had to move to a new place. And so, um, yeah, it was just this strange fever dream of a time, you know, and I think I was just craving anything that was real, 
anything that felt tangible, like I could grab hold of it. And I think in making this record and performing it all live, just straight live performances, straight to tape, that felt real to me. And that felt like, okay, we're gonna capture a moment, a snapshot in time. It'll be imperfect, but it'll be real. And that's what we really want. And I love that. I, I, I love that, Ellie. I, you know, have, having been in the music um, scene for a pretty long time and done a lot of records, I can tell you there's been moments where I feel like, um, you know, we've kind of taken out the real feel of a song sometimes by, you know, I, I, I told a friend of mine the other day, I'm never going to do another record or another song where they they have me go in and sing that word over mm, three or four yes, times yes. because they didn't like the way that it sounded. Right. Um, I, because it t- takes the soul out. And I read that about you. So you guys went from, you, ju- you, you sang these songs over until you felt like you'd capture the moment yes. instead of going in and overdubbing every little section to be perfect. That's exactly right. I think there was maybe, I'm thinking of one maybe exception where we went in and added um another guitar part like um actually, right I think right well no i'm not talking about that but the performance part of it just the performance we know we wanted to sit down we wanted to look at each other all the players in there and we just go okay let's play the song and if it felt like that was the song then that's what we went with and i remember they're deciding between a couple of takes um we uh, a couple times we ch- we chose the technically imperfect take but it felt like the song so there wasn't really any other choice <laughs> I t- you know uh i'm i'm so happy to hear you say that because i'm a big believer in that i mean i and and like i said because i've been around it for so long and so many and i'm and this is no nothing against the the engineer out there that's listening going, well, what about when, you know, some note is really bad and we have to go in and fix it? I mean, I get that. But um, I, I'll i never forget, I recorded a song with my friend Andy Timmons. Um, it was for my wedding, actually. And he broke a string in the middle of it, and he just kept playing. And we kept it. Yes. We we didn't we didn't fix it wow, <laughs> because it was the best take of the song and and every time I hear it we laugh we can, we can hear it go tink <laughs> we, but, but we both agree that it's it is and, it, and and you know even listening to that song and hearing that that string break brings me pleasure because it just shows how life is and you just can't predict and um it felt right and it felt real and so um i want to ask you a question do you um do house concerts i absolutely do house concerts yes i oh that's one of my favorite types of shows to do they're just well i was wondering because i feel like your music would be so perfect for that and um and, and i say that because that's what got us through uh, the pandemic. And, you know, a lot of us got out of that comfort zone of being able to, um, you know, do some things live and imperfect and put it out there for people to see. That's been my life, though. I mean, I, I anybody that meets me knows that, you know, you get what you get with Maylee. You never know what it, 
what might come out of it. But it's real and it's tangible real. And I I can see that about you as well, Ellie. And I just, I'm so happy that I'm, that I'm getting to know you and your music. Cause I really, I really feel like you've got a message that people need to hear and it's get back to, um, to the authenticity of life. And let's not try to make everything so perfect all the time because it's not life is I like life to be a little bit messy it makes it more fun and uh, so we're going to play the song one more day why don't you tell me a little bit about this one I would love to um one more day uh it's the first track on the album and it's actually the last song that I wrote for the album so we, rec- okay. we recorded the album in, uh, over the course of two separate sessions. And after the first, um, we knew we needed one more song to, to kind of complete the record, really complete the story, right? It didn't totally matter about how many, like what number of songs we had. It was really, right. the story wasn't quite finished. And um, looking back, this song... Um, it real it's almost telling the whole story before the story begins you know it's setting the scene and it's seeing the picture uh in full focus you know i like to call it the bird's eye view is what this song is yeah um and i think it's really for me it was about um learning how to hold joy and sorrow at the same time um and learning how to kind of move forward one step at a time and as you do that you know you're looking forward and you're also mourning what was left behind um and that's okay like that is that is an okay thing that is like a part of life that i think everybody can experience um absolutely so that's Absolutely. Well, let's play one more day for our listeners. Um, If you're just now tuning in, you're listening to Texas Homegrown Music with my guest, Ellie Turner. And we're talking about this new record that she's releasing this year called When the Trouble's All Done. And this song is called One More Day. And I I tell you, her music is the kind of stuff that you're going to put on in the you know, you're going to put on and you're going to walk around and you're going to stop and listen for a few minutes because her voice cuts through in the most peaceful, beautiful way. And Ellie, honestly, I really do believe that you've got something here that's going to really take off for people. Not because, not because it's um, something that they're going to run, rush to a concert hall to hear, but because it's about real life Mm -hmm. and about the feelings that we have every day that we're trying to understand. And you put it into music and it's a beautiful, Beautiful thing. So, one more day by Ellie Turner, and we're going to be back right here on Texas Homegrown Music with your guest, Ellie Turner.
I'm sure by now you guys are all fans of Ellie's music, just like I am. Ellie, what do we have coming up um, that people can come and see? I know you're going to be doing a big um, album release. Is there a show that you have that you want to um, tell people about for that? Yes, I yeah, I am so excited about this. So um, this album is going to come out on March 24th, and we will be okay. celebrating here in Nashville at the Station Inn on April 28th. Um, I'm really, really looking forward to it. Um, it's going to be a co-bill with Jack Schneider, who produced this album. Um, and I'm just looking forward to all the players who, who played on the record, uh, Wes Langua, Jared Manzo. Um, they're going to be playing through this, this record with me along with Jack. And um, we're just going to play it like we recorded it. And in a historic room like Station Inn, I just feel really honored and excited looking forward to that yay so if you're not familiar with the station in guys you need to be because it's 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 definitely an iconic place in nashville and i know that you've got to be so thrilled it's going to sound amazing in there i know it will um so tell me something though have you um have you done kerrville folk festival or have you have you branched out to any of these um, festivals in our area because if you haven't you need to you know what? I haven't, and Kerrville has been on the list for a long time, and 
I have so many friends here in Nashville who, I mean, Kerrville is like so near and dear to them. Um, and everything I ever hear. Well, submit, girl. I mean, and I'll, oh. I'm, and I'll do my best to, to get your word, get your name in there as well. Because mm-hmm. you're totally right in that genre of um, music that they love to feature. Um, down there and I know that um, there's lots of opportunities that I want to tell you about so you guys that are listening be sure to pay attention because I'm going to have Ellie at some of these events in the area she's just such a beautiful soul and I really believe in your message Ellie I think the world needs more of it Um, you know I'm I'm probably not the best person for folk music because it's not something that I've totally been into my whole life, but I do love it. And I think it's the, I think it's definitely a foundation for a lot of music that we all listen to. I mean, you, I think I heard you say that you were a big fan of Bob Dylan's and look at what Bob Dylan did. I mean, he wrote these incredible songs and then everybody started singing them in different genres because the message was so pure. And that's, pretty much how I feel about your music as well, Ellie. You know, I, I think that the simplicity of it is going to open it up to, to other people wanting to do it in, in, in an, even in a different style. Um, I, I have a friend that, uh, that plays, um, in a, in a bluegrass band and it's all Beatles music. Wow. And it's amazing how you hear these tunes that we grew up with in a different genre and you can appreciate so much more just, you know, how, how these songs can resonate in all different kinds of styles. Yeah. So um, I'm, I definitely can see that happening for you and your music for sure. Um, and I and I really want to introduce you to some of my other player friends that I have. I've got a I've got a friend, um, Scarlett Deering. Her dad is Milo Deering. I don't know if you if you know Milo, but Scarlett is a fiddle player that um, you guys remind me so much of each other. I've got to have you guys meet at some point. I, I know she's that. in Nashville a lot. And she's from Dallas as well. Um, so I, I, I'm just so excited for you, honey. I really believe that you finally found your your avenue. So tell me, what's your life like now every day? What do you spend your days doing? And um, how do you get through this whole process of wanting to do music? Yes. Oh, it's tricky. It's tricky. But my days look like um, playing, you know, playing every day. Um, booking shows, which is a process all of its own. Um, I, yeah. I also try and fill a lot of my time um, just filling other creative wells. Um, I've really been enjoying um, block printing as another creative avenue. Um, I think it's important to like feed every part of your life, and I think that that will only um, benefit the music I'm making as well. So. I try and be creative. Well, so you're an artist in in a lot of different ways, because I I know that you've done, um, I think I read somewhere about interior, were you doing interior design, or? Yes, I was a student in Dallas, I worked for an interior design company, um, which was, which was wonderful, I, yeah, I just, I love. I think I read somewhere also you were an analyst for Southwest Airlines. Is that right? Did you do that too? I sure was. Yep. Right after college. Right after college, yeah, I was an analyst for a couple years, uh, which is a wonderful experience. I, oh man, I just think the world of the people I worked with and that company, and ultimately it's not what I wanted to be doing. I just missed creating and making things and. I know, but isn't it funny how um, what we go through in life just to 
the journey that we oh. go through. I mean, I actually, in college, to help pay for my college, I worked for a trucking firm and actually had to, I, I worked the, the uh, 7 p.m., to 3 a.m. shift, okay, in college, if you can imagine, two nights a week, and I literally sat in, in a warehouse and had to um, a a analyze how much it was going to cost for a truck to take these goods across the country, yeah. and I look back at that, and I'm like, that is wow. so not me, but it's it's whatever we need to do to make it, and, and I, you know, I, it sounds like you kind of did the same thing, oh, my goodness. and I, and, and, and so you were supposed to go to art school, is what you were telling me, before you went to Arkansas. So what's your medium? What do you enjoy doing? And I, I just heard you said block printing. Yeah. Um, what other mediums do you like to work through? Oh, man, all sorts. Um, I love to paint. I love to draw. Okay. I, yeah, I love printmaking um, in a few different ways. Yeah, most recently, block printing has been, like, my main medium of choice. Um, I love collage work. I just... I just love whatever feels right in a moment. That's what I like to listen to, you know. So, are, can we find any of your art anywhere? Can you? Are you gonna? Are you <laughs> oh. gonna hone in on that? Because, you know, you're an artist, and um, and, and an artist can certainly do other things. Mm -hmm. I, I I like to paint as well, mm -hmm. and I. Um, actually, you know, when I first decided to do music full time and I wasn't making enough, I was painting these, um, pots to, and I sold them to, um, to these, these high end air, you know, play, places that would sell these beautiful oh. little pots for your plants. I so, I mean, I've, I've done it all. And I know that there's a lot of people out there probably laughing about that. I'm, I, I, no, <laughs> I'm a big I, believer I in just sharing your talent in so many different ways. Just put it out there somewhere. It'll catch. It has, oh, it has been chaotic for me. That's, yeah, that's exactly what I've done. But, yeah, I think, man, on my Instagram, you'll randomly see me throw something on there of, like, hey, I'm making this thing now. <laughs> oh, good. Well, tell people how they can find you. Oh, Is it Ellie Turner on Instagram? Tell me exactly where people can find you. Sure. So, on Instagram, my handle is uh, ejaneturn. It's not the most intuitive handle. Okay. <laughs> But um, E Jane Turn. So E J N E Turn T U R N. E J A N E, like the name Jane, and then Turn T U R N, yep. like the first part of Turner. That's right. E Jane yeah. Turn. Okay, E Jane Turn. You guys check it out. Um, and of course it's Ellie Turner on. She's her music is on Spotify and Apple and all the streaming platforms right now. She's got um. The singles that were that we played, and she just dropped, or she's dropping "Daughter" this week um, as the third single, and we're gonna get ready. We're getting ready to play that song for you as well. Of course, she's got her album release at the end of March, and a big um, show on April 28th. If you're in the Nashville area at the Station Inn, you guys can catch her show, and I'm gonna try to get her to the Texas Music Revolution. We're gonna talk about that off the air, and if I get her in i will definitely be telling you about that i'm um, such a pleasure honey to meet you and be able to share your music with everyone keep doing it keep writing um stay focused on this because you really found your gift and i really believe this is a great avenue for you and i'm so excited for you in this new record thank you maylee it's been such a treat i appreciate you having me well 
It's been wonderful for me as well. So we're going to play the daughter right now, right here on Texas Homegrown Music. And don't forget, she's got this record coming out called When the Trouble's All Done. Um, and uh, and i got to meet your buddy, Jack Snyder, because obviously you guys did some co-writing on this. Um, and yes. he seems like he's got a really great um, outlook on life as well. Yes. So hopefully I can do that really soon. Thank you so much for being with me on the show. Um, This is it, Daughter, right here on Texas Homegrown Music, and we'll be right back. Claim you 
Till my flesh becomes the earth along the way That old muddy road is calling me to find my paradise and I don't speak to no one so I'm taking his advice I walk until I find my peace somewhere I can unload Until then my boots are stuck in this old muddy road So that's the Boat Arcs in a song called Old Muddy Road. And I played this song today because we lost that lead singer this past week, Jeff Brooks, to his battle with cancer. And I just want to reach out to all of you out there today that ever experienced the music of the Boat Arcs and continue to pray for his family. I know that's been really hard on them and also on the whole Texas family that has been on this journey with Jeff. And we're just so, so sad to see him go. But in memory for him, go out and listen to some Boat Arcs music. Download the Boat Arcs. Uh, listen to them on your whatever your streaming service is. And let's uh, give some love back to, to that band who had a tremendous loss this past week. So um, I'm sure you guys enjoyed this interview because she's a precious, precious soul. And I really love her music. I admire her for sticking with it and really you know, going for her dream. And, and sounds like she's just an all around creative person anyway. But I'm so glad she chose music. And 
we're all uh, better for it because I really enjoy it. So I really, really loved Ellie Turner's interview this time. So I'm going to say thanks to all of you for tuning in again. And I couldn't do this show without my sponsors, of course. I say it so many times, but I really do appreciate them. The Guitar Sanctuary, Tupps Brewery, and Burris Injury Law for making this possible every week. And I'm going to leave the day with a song called Waiting by Eric Willis. And this is a band out of Fort Worth, Texas that I absolutely love. And um, and I just felt like playing their music today. So you guys, thank you again for coming into this uh, radio show and podcast and being a part of Texas Homegrown Music. And we'll see you next time.
irgendwo 